We have two dogs in our home. Aria is a two-year-old puppy who definitely needs help with her portions. And Nala is a 10-year-old dog who is living a great life and we want to keep feeding her well so she can hang in there with us for a lot longer. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with them. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced and made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. It's the best option for dogs at all life stages. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health, helping you live more healthy, happy, and full years together. You can get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash vanished. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use our code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. I'm Neil Strauss, and from Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For, coming March 26th. Listen for free on Apple Podcasts. I'm April. And I'm Meredith. And we host the podcast Rattled and Shook, a weekly show where we listen to and discuss scary stories. Scary stories kind of like these. Door opened. Sliver of light, footsteps to the foot of my bed, same as always. They had disguised their voice and were saying things like, I can see you through your window. If you like to listen to podcasts with a lot of scary stories, this is for you. Rattled and Shook is available now. That's it down there, see it? Yeah, see it. No need to hide. She'll, I'll, I'll make her aware of your presence. Okay. Hit record on the other, on the next week. Is this recording? That's right. Yeah, there you go. Let's go. Obviously, I completely understand your hesitation. I mean, yeah. as with anybody else's, to be honest. Yeah. Your name is just central in, in this. I know. For whatever reason, I think that by telling your story in its entirety, it can help us find out what happened to her, you know? Do-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. 
from Tinderfoot TV in Atlanta. This is Up and Vanished. I'm your host, Payne Lindsay. Why do you think that you, your name got brought into it in the first place? Because of Paul, I think he said stuff to Kim because of, um, now I think about it, yeah, because he said, you know, I knew more than I knew. Or I was saying, but I didn't, and he knew that, but he was the only one who knew that I didn't know. And he knew that in his gut and his heart. Why would he say like, something like that? Because either he was jealous, not like a boyfriend and girlfriend type of way, or either he, I don't know, either he wanted to set me up, that's what I keep thinking it is. Back then, like just weeks after it happened, you did make a few different posts and stuff saying that Paul was trying to set you up. Mm-hmm. Where did that idea come from? Wheezy Emerson. Louise Emerson told me that. Who's that? She was my best friend, and she used to live with me out there at the trailer until her and Paul started messing around. I stopped by her house the one day, and um, I said I wanted to know if she knew anything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And she said she knew a lot. And I said, well, get in and go smoke a bowl. And so we went up by... Um, Durham on Durham Road and we sat there and she started telling me that Paul and Loxie and Sam were all involved that they were setting me up that they sold Ashley to the Mexicans for some kind of bill and so I was like like thinking you know at that point I mean people were telling me some really messed up shit and I would go with it And I just told her, you know, I don't want to be a friend anymore, and I'm sorry, you know. And she came out, gave me a hug and everything, tried to give Paul a hug, and he wouldn't have it. And I just said, you know, I don't know who's lying to me or not, but, you know. And I didn't try to beat her up or nothing. I told her, that's it. Cody Grounds told me that she was up in the mountains with the Mexicans and that she was okay. And I went up there, and I looked like a damn idiot because I called the cops and everything, too. And I didn't find anybody. So you went to the mountains to look for her? where Cody Grounds told me she, they were. I mean, I ended up seeing Cody Grounds a year later and asked her why she did that. And she said she didn't know she was really high. I seen her in jail. Mm. But people were telling, I mean, I had people telling me stuff like that. And then I had people telling me just to leave it alone. And I was like, I can. That's a lot of names, rumors, and speculation. None of which I've been able to actually verify. But I'm listening. Let's get more into it. If I knew that Paul and her were having an affair, mm-hmm. maybe that they, she wouldn't be missing right now or something. I could have confronted him. I could have, you know, told her. I don't know why everybody, well, I do know why everybody blames me because I have a really bad reputation of beating up girls over my guys. Can you give me an example? When I was with Austin Mancha, I busted Shaynell's jaw with a pair of brass knuckles in front of C-Store. And, but it wasn't over really, Austin at that time, uh, it was over her snitching. And so I drug her across the parking lot until um, Red Cloud came and stopped me. He was working there, so. She didn't tell on me though, she said that she didn't know who did it. And yeah, I was shocked. And that, um, I don't know why they didn't look on the cameras. I mean, I was right there. I don't know if Red Cloud got rid of it or what, but yeah, she had a big mouth. And then the second time I seen her <clears throat> was over Austin. 
I caught her in the pickup with him and I didn't hurt her this time mm -hmm. because she was already screaming bloody murder. So I was pretty drunk too. And he was like, you know, we're all gonna get our ass kicked now, you know, so just go with it. And she was trying to get out and they wouldn't let her out. And so I just grabbed her by her hair and drug her to the other car, told Beaver, take your snatch and take her home. I've done a lot of talking with Sam and all kind of people uh, since I've talked to you. It, it looks like Ashley definitely did leave Sam's house. And so whatever happened and to Ashley was... happened after that. And she did tell Sam that she was meeting Paul. Yeah. Do you know who picked her up after Sam's at the divide? I, he said V-Dog. Have Paul... you ever asked Paul if he picked her up? Yeah, and he told me no. No. He said that they broke up a month before. Kimberly told me a strange story about T, where she claimed that Ashley was with Paul in some motel room with blonde hair. She told me on text messages, she said, Ashley is with Paul Venezuela in Shelby, Montana, in his hotel room in this number. She has blonde hair now. So we called the cops, called the FBI and the BIA. When they flew down there, the girl that's with him with blonde hair, Tashina. Maybe it was some kind of sick game that she wanted to play. I asked her about this. I want to explain that to her and be like, I'm sorry, because she thought I was trying to make up a lie and say I was her. And I was like, no, I didn't know. I was just going off what people were telling me. Cole told me that he seen her in Shelby with blonde hair. But come to think of it, I had blonde hair and I was the only one with Paul staying at Super 8 in um, Shelby. And I didn't even think about thinking of my damn self. And I started saying, Kim, she's in Shelby, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And that's when I, that was the day I found out I was pregnant. My biggest mistake was letting him know everything about me. Him as in Paul. You're supposed to keep a little bit to yourself as a woman. Sure. You know, and he used everything against me. Mm -hmm. Like my beliefs, he used that. And he manipulated me. But I didn't care as long as I had some fat sack and drugs. That's how I met him, is he sold me drugs. He sold me bunk. What's that? It's dope that's not dope, and that will get you sick and kill you. I stopped him, and I threw it at him, and he took off back out of Seattle, or back to wherever. I thought he was in Seattle. Actually, he was actually living in Cupcake at the time, but I didn't know that, because I didn't know him. I just thought he was someone new from out of town but I always made sure that I knew who was all in town because we have people dropping left and right over drugs. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing the right thing either, but I'm making sure it's not cut. I don't cut my yeah, shit yeah, or step on it. Poison, kill people. Yeah. Well, he started doing that. And I caught my friend um, who's related to him, supposedly, who had it. And she had one case and one case and I grabbed her case and I fucking tossed it up in the air and just spilt it everywhere. I said, fuck that shit. She's like, oh my God, you know how much trouble I can. I said, fuck, tell him to come see me. Yeah. And he did. He came and seen me and he asked if I would work for him. And I said, don't be playing anybody. And he didn't. Till maybe he got me away from town. He started pulling his shit. I don't know, like it just seemed like it it was all like he planned this whole thing. Like it just from the very beginning, it just seems. So that's how it seems. That's why I always say it's like a movie. This person, I didn't even know anything about his past until I met his daughter. 
and that's when I got pregnant and took care of his kids while he was in prison. And I met her and she told me a lot that he never mentioned. He told me that they used to do crack cocaine, have parties in their houses, and tell maybe the girls were about nine and maybe five. Mm -hmm. And then they start being big old gospel people who went to church all the time and sat outside, no TV, read the Bible. I don't know. And I was just like, wow, I've never seen that person. Were you ever in love with him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In so the I'm beginning. Sure hurt then, right? Oh, yeah. To think that, you know, a guy can end up thinking that he might be the one who did this. And then you were with him and you have a child with him. Can you help me kind of understand why it seems like you go back and forth about whether or not Paul is involved in this? Is it because you are afraid to say that? Because no. he's the father of your daughter? No, yeah, I guess a little bit, but... Just so I understand. I just don't know, because I don't know who really did it. She told me that he did it. Who? Ashley. What do you mean? When we, I talked to that guy when I connected with her. Oh, yeah, the psychic guy? Yes. Tia told me in text a few days prior that she spoke to a medium about Ashley. I don't put much stock into that stuff. But anyway, the medium told her that Paul raped and killed Ashley. She showed me the screenshots. But I know one thing that he was really good with a nine millimeter. One time I went hunting and I only had one bullet and my deer was still alive, my doe, and it was dark out. I had a knife, so I figured, you know, well, he's strong, he can get down there and, you know, cut her throat. And instead, he just really fast took out his nine, pitch black dark, shot her right between the eyes. Bad with a rifle, though, but he was pretty good with a pistol. Nine millimeter. His brother has that nine millimeter now, and that would have been the gun that was used on her if he, if he did shoot her. Because I left that gun and all his clothes in the storage. Mm -hmm. And then I just took all the drugs and the kids' his clothes and rain came back to Browning. No, I stayed till um, his court date. And then on his court date is when his PO told me that, she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm waiting, you know, I'm gonna bond him out. She said, you can't. And I said, why? I said, you're not even giving him a fair chance. She's like, I did. He asked me to be locked up. I mean, yeah, usually people just want to get it over with just quick. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to leave your kids like that with no parents? In the last episode, I spoke to a lady named Wendy, and she said this about T. She was high, and she was just saying that, you know, she was having trouble with her boyfriend, that he keeps harassing her and kicking in the door, and she borrowed a gun. She was going to have the gun for safety. That was just before all of this happened. Did T pick up that gun in person or did you leave it out for her? She picked it up in person. And I never did see the gun again. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan 
to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I asked T if she knew Wendy. Do you know a, a lady named Wendy Bird? I do. She's, and I don't know her personally, but I think I know her a little bit. I've heard of her. Is that, um... No, who's that? She told me that before Ashley went missing, that you had borrowed a rifle from her. Wendy Bird. I didn't borrow any rifles. People always sold me them and they were always stolen, so. I had a 30 6 I had a um, pink butterfly rifle, 22, and then I had a shot off shotgun. I never had pistols though, but, and then those are the, oh, and my um, 20, uh, I think it was a 29, 27. It was a little gun that could take 22 bullets though, a rifle. Oh. And <clears throat> I could put them in there and use it, but I can't remember what kind it was, but they were all stolen. I admit that because one 22 ended up back into the hands of the owner. Like, when I was there and I was like, oops, it was me, go blame Tommy Ray, she sold it to me. So, he did. He already knew, so. So. I gave it back to him. Did you borrow a rifle from Wendy? Mm, Wendy Bird. She did claims she... that you did. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I mean, if I see her face, see, I, you have to understand, I was higher than a kite every day. From the time I woke up, I ate my breakfast and I smoked my bowl. From the time till I went to sleep, going off. I made sure I slept though. I did not um, stay up for, no, she sold me a gun. She sold me a 22. Yes, I bring her some dope. She sold me a gun for dope. So why did you buy a gun from Wendy? She said she needed some dope. So I said, well, I'll give you a 50 for it. She said, all right. So I gave her that 50. She said that you... And it was a, sh a rifle that was sawed off on the back. She said that you bought the gun because you needed protection from Paul. That too. Because I was just moved into um, that, that house that in Heartbeat and all my guns. He stole all my other guns and took them and sold them. So 
So at that point you had no other guns? Nothing. That was the only one I had. When did Paul get rid of your guns? When, well, I couldn't take anything out of the trailer, so I had to leave everything when they removed me. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think or say or... Seems like every time I say something, I get myself in a hole. She's not wrong. I think people are just confused. I don't care about, about where people. you're coming from. You know, like uh, they because they never let me sit here and tell them where I'm coming from. I mean, I could. I've been like re ever since I've talked to you. I've been slowly recording myself on things I can remember. You know, and. Why didn't you do what that before you met me? Because I figured nobody wanted to listen. And I never had time. I had a baby to worry about. Since I didn't do anything, I just figured, fuck it. I'm not going to help. You guys want to sit there? Because what's the point? I could sit there and stare at you blue in the face until we got something or a confession. I'm still going to get blamed, no matter how much you put this out there. Until we find out what happened to her and who did it or a confession. I'm going to sit here for the rest of my life with that hanging over me. But when I walk into Browning, it's like a witch hunt. Cops are all over me. It sucks. So why did you feel like you needed protection from Paul to the point where you needed to Because he came into my house one night while I was sleeping mm -hmm. and um, busted through my door and came into my room screaming, where's Ashley? Drunker than a kite. That was the first time I knew there is definitely something going on with him because he knew, he knows I don't know where Ashley is. And that was actually the very first time before I even knew about the text. Like I knew about the text when the reporters told me. That was the very first time I started getting blamed. Like Which from, um, they showed me or they wanted to show me, but I said no. But they said that there was a text that's even on the video mm -hmm. of ABC News that I knew more than I was saying, yeah that he texted Kim that, so. And I was just like, that's when I, I didn't believe, I didn't believe him anymore and I knew he was lying. Do you, around what time was this? Like what, what date? 2018, or 17, the end of 2017, around in November. I just got my house in Whitefish. And ABC News came up there and recorded me, or whatever the fuck they did, got their story. Because I thought it was to, you know, let me tell my side or whatever, but they just took out certain clips and put my Photoshop or mugshot in there and made me look like I was a bad person. I told you I owned a bunch of guns, but so did Paul. Paul owned machine guns, he owned a 25. You know what a 25 is? It's one of the loudest rifles in the world it's like an elephant gun and i had no idea where he got that from but when it shot it was like a boom bang um i bought that gun after ashley went missing like maybe in august or september is when i got that gun god i haven't heard of wendy the reason why i don't talk to wendy and why she don't talk to me is because her son threatened to kill my daughter and she's mad because I had Pat and all my brothers get ready to hurt Austin mm -hmm. because my daughter and my son is in that family. She's just the beginning of it. Mm. She, I don't see her stepping up. 
I don't know why she isn't, but she right. says she has a warrant in Idaho, so she can't go see my brother Pat. My brother Pat wants me to go there, but I can't right now. What do you know about this? I showed T a screenshot on my phone. Remember Vernon's girlfriend, Rosie, who sent Ashley's cousin a message on Facebook that said, I had part in her murder? Rosie told me in person that it wasn't her who sent that message and that she was probably hacked. I wanted T's thoughts on this whole thing. I seen that too. I seen that. Um, I absolutely seen that. Why would she say that? I don't know. I seen that and hey, those came to me and was asking to send you. I don't know. I don't know what this is. I seen that though it came to me too. What do you mean it came to you too? In a forward. This little thing went all over. That screenshot? Yes. Why would Rosie say that? I don't know. I mean really I don't know Rosie. I don't um Why would I know she say Rosie, that? maybe to take up for Paul. I don't know. I don't think Does she, she would say Paul that. that. Yeah. That's her cousin. It's like her third cousin. But, but why would she say, why would she implicate herself? Like I don't that? think That's she did. That's really foolish, right? I don't think she did. I think Vernon might have did it. I mean, yeah, Vernon and her had their ups and downs. They still do. Why would, why would Vernon do it, though? Maybe to hurt her. Or either Paul got her phone, she sold it to him, and maybe he did that. I don't know. I always wondered that too. Did you ever try to talk to her? Yeah. And what did she say? She says she has no idea how that happened. Because I was wondering too. I've seen it too. I've seen that I mean, before. She claims that she did not send that. And so... I, I don't think I would send anything like that either, would you? No. If you had a part in a murder? I wouldn't think so. The way I see it now, it, it's like, based on all the facts, Paul was going to pick her up and you know, presumably that happened at some point because she's not there anymore. Yeah. I think whoever did it, if they regretted it, they would let some type of emotion out then. What like an emotion of, of a, a cry, at least say something. But if it was Paul, maybe, maybe he wouldn't let an emotion out. Well, Paul hasn't talked to anybody. Yeah, because he's a narcissistic sociopath. The way I see it is, the only way out for you, the cleanest way out, is to help you. Is to help me. And if we're over here like, okay, you didn't do it, Sam didn't do it, uh, Paul's the only one not talking. And, and she not says it. She said that's him. That's how I believe it. I believe that she wasn't, that that wasn't Paul talking on the Facebook. I believe that was her telling me everything. That, that he did it, that he shot her and raped her. Raped her and shot her. I just don't understand when. So, I mean, where do you think that we go from here? We How do we get to... out of the standstill of you being stuck in the vortex of people in the community blaming you? How do we prove that you didn't do it? Or how do we get to, how do we get to the truth? I don't know. I asked for another reading or something to have her tell me where she is or either tell me what, like something where we can find her or Leo, I don't know. That's the only thing, that was my last, last thing I could do because I was running out of answers. Because I have multiple things popping in my head that could have happened. She's referring again to what the medium told her. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast a few years ago abc ran a story on ashley and t was interviewed in that piece she brings it up a lot apparently she's mad about how they portrayed her during that time period paul was in prison so the abc producers wrote him Paul told ABC News in a letter that he could, quote, reveal who did all this to Ashley. Trust me, I'm the only one who can. But he'd only tell them if they moved him prisons, which they obviously didn't do. But why is Paul saying stuff like this? I asked T about it. Why do you think Paul told ABC that he knows what happened to Ashley? Because maybe he knows what happened to her. But he probably didn't realize he was saying it. Or maybe that's part of him setting me up. I don't know, he typed it out. Totally yeah. sense that you would think. I seen that. I seen that. Why would he he that? told me when I asked him why he said that that they typed it out. ABC News did that to them, to him, and that ABC News is lying about um, 
him saying that I knew more than I was saying. He said that they were lying. But I knew they weren't, I'm not dumb. I'm like, yeah, they're lying for you? No. I mean, what does that tell you? If you didn't do it, then why is Paul toying with everybody? Maybe he, to me, Paul is a type that wants to be on top of the world and nobody can touch him. And he wants to make sure everybody knows that. I could touch him though. I wasn't afraid of him. I've held, he's held guns to my head. I've held guns to his head. I've beat him up multiple times and he's held me down, but he's never punched me, nothing. Maybe pushed me, but never physically hurt me. I have, I beat that man pretty bad because he was a fucking punk. Because you don't go and emotionally fuck with someone's head like what he did to mine. I would rather be fucking punched in the face than what I went through with him. I mean, it would have been 10 times better. It, I wouldn't be all fucked up like I am now. I wouldn't have had to go to counseling and have counselors be so scared they don't want to counsel me because they're scared of Paul. How do I get Paul to talk? I don't know. Wendy, who I spoke to in the last episode, also told me about a new Cadillac car that T had. She said that after Ashley went missing, T had that car crushed by her friend. My friend, he hauls cars and crushes them. She was determined to have him get that car out of there and crush it. That's what he did is he just kind of went around and picked up cars and crushed them and got paid for it. He got the car and crushed it and I don't know where he took it to. The man who allegedly crushed the car is named Kelly. I asked T about this. Do you know a guy named Kelly Gallino? Yes, I do. Who is that guy? Kelly Gallino was a good friend of mine before Ashley went missing. And you were I, he was the Nope, not what? really. Because he was the first one I asked if he knew, if he knew about Ashley and Paul, and he did. He did what? He knew about Ashley and Paul and didn't tell me when I pretty much took care of her. I mean, did that hurt? It's hard to believe that you think that people are close to you, but really you gotta start listening to the whys and they're not there for you. I mean, some people aren't, but some people- The only one who's there- Some people are, but like- The one who stood by my side through this whole thing is Darcy Gellino. She helped me, took care of me while I was pregnant and when Paul was getting me sick. What did Kelly do for a living? He worked on cars. Inside drugs. Did he crush cars? No, but he did have my car. Okay, he was supposed to fix my. I had a black HHR that went missing when Ashley went missing. And he said that Paul and Clay went and took it. Clay is one of Paul's friends. It was a black, brand new HHR, and the only thing that was wrong with it was the wiring, so the security got locked out of it. But Paul took it from me, and he gave it to, or I bring it to him to have him fix it. And then he said that Clay and them took it. And I don't know what they did with it. I was told that you had Kelly crush it. No, I did not. Really? Yeah, I mean. No? 
he, because I was going to call the cops on Kelly, mm -hmm. and he said, no, Clay and them came and got it, and they took it to Great Falls. Paul told me he sold it to a guy in Great Falls. So what happened to that car? I don't know. And it has my plates on it, too. What happened to Ashley and my car? I thought you said that Kelly crushed it, though. He didn't crush it. I said he was going to fix it. Yeah, but you said, I thought Paul... No, Paul, he said Paul took it. Mm -hmm. Him and Clay came and loaded it up, and Paul told me that he sold it to someone in Great Falls. And that's the last thing I ever knew about that car. But it always dawned on my head, well, my car's gone and Ashley's gone. Why would Paul have any business taking your car? Do you know where Browning is? He bought that car for me. Mm. But it was in my name, because I wasn't going to let him buy anything for me that he could take, which I, mean, I thought. If that was in your name, then that's a, that's a crime, right? That's a grand I was married to him. Mm. So every time I stole his truck, nobody could do anything about it. Mm -hmm. But I bring it up to um, Kenny Purdue. Yeah, my car's gone too, so. And I don't know why he hasn't bring it up. It is a little. Oh, maybe because he slept with me. He had sex with me after he told me that. That's probably why. Kenny? Yes took advantage of me. I know there's a lot of names here, but stay with me. She's talking about a sexual relationship she had with a man named Kenny Burdu, who's a Blackfeet police officer. Kimberly had mentioned this to me before. And the first person she called was that officer, the officer Burdu. He worked for BLES, the Blackfeet law enforcement. It was on speakerphone and it said, you reached officer Burdu and then right then and there, he called back. He said, don't worry, don't worry. It's not about Ashley. At that time, we weren't able to get a hold of any officer because nobody would answer our phone calls. But for them to call back a suspect right away, there's a reason why we have all these protests with these law enforcements. He shouldn't even be a cop still, but he is. Do you see how it could look yes. from one point of view, where you buy this gun, you, the, a car that you owned? Yeah, but I crushed. bought this gun after, like, I was being interrogated and everything. Not according to Wendy. At this point, four years later, all we can really look at are just the facts, right? Yeah. Facts are Sam took her to the divide. And Paul made it back from Seattle that fast? I don't know. Like, I don't think. What do you mean that fast? From me getting dropped off, maybe around. When did he drop you off? About 6, 5.30 in the afternoon. On what day, though? On the 10th. See, this is on the 11th. Yeah, but he dropped me off. Do you think he could have got back there that fast in the morning, all the way to Divide? If he did, he would have had to take just straight through, but. I mean, even if he didn't come back, it sounds like he was at least planning on it. Yeah, Somebody he, picked her up. Well, he came back too because I, he never came after me. And he didn't call me or let me talk to him until the next morning when I asked if, you know what, are you going to come get me? And he just kept saying no and hanging up, so. When were you in Seattle? I was in Seattle on the 10th is when I got left there until either the 16th or 17th. This is very important information here. T says that Paul left her in Seattle on June 10th. 
Sam said he dropped Ashley off at Divide to be picked up by Paul on June 11th. This is T's alibi, if it all checks out. So on the 11th, Paul was... I guess either... He was not in Seattle. He was not in Seattle, no. No, he was not in Seattle. That's for sure. So it's like... you got to go back. From my point of view, it's like either Paul did it or you guys did it together. Yeah. And so... Catherine, good luck. I stayed with her on the 10th. And then I stayed at Jamie um, Valenzuela's that night. That's where I was on the 10th. If this person can vouch for T being in Seattle those days, it would at least bring a little more credence to her story. Do you mind calling that friend of yours that you were with in Seattle? Okay. Catherine, um, I have uh, the investigator here with me and he wants to talk to you about the night you, I seen you at um, Emerald Downs when Paul left me. Okay. My interview with T will be continued. Next week, we're releasing a Q&A episode. I know this story is beyond puzzling, and now's the time I can answer any questions you guys have. So please give us a call. The number is 404-410-0911. Again, that's 404-410-0911. Leave your question on the voicemail, and it may be answered next week. Thanks, guys. I'll see you soon. Up and Vanish is a production of Tenderfoot TV. Created, hosted, and edited by Payne Lindsay. Executive producers are Payne Lindsay and Donald Albright. Original score by Makeup and Vanity Set. Our theme song is Ophelia by Ezra Rose. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Cooper Skinner. Additional production by Cooper Skinner, Eric Quintana, and myself, Mike Rooney. Our cover art is by Trevor Eiler. Special thanks to Grace Royer and Oren Rosenbaum at UTA. Ryan Nord, Jesse Nord, and Matthew Papa at The Nord Group, Station 16, Beck Media and Marketing, as well as Chris Cochran and the team at Cadence 13. Visit us on social media at Up and Vanished, or you can visit us at upandvanished.com where you can join in on our discussion board. If you're enjoying Up and Vanished, tell a friend, family member, or coworker about it. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. You know that science solves crimes. Forensic science is exciting, challenging, and most of all, rewarding work. But there is a shortage of qualified individuals in this field. Hi, I'm Terry with Loyola University, Maryland's Forensic Science Department. Loyola is one of the only colleges in the country offering advanced degrees in forensic pattern analysis and biological forensics. Our courses, taught by forensic experts, feature hands-on training and small class sizes. They are based on real crime scene and forensic examiner training programs to ensure you are ready to make a difference. Our programs are open to students from a variety of academic backgrounds because we believe everyone can contribute to solving crimes. 
So what are you waiting for? Discover the excitement of forensic science at Loyola University, Maryland. Visit loyola.edu forward slash forensic for more information. That's loyola.edu forward slash forensic because you are ready to make a difference. Join one of Loyola University, Maryland's forensic science programs today. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. Coming March 26th on Apple Podcasts. Hey, Tenderfoot listeners, this is Eric Quintana. Are you a true crime junkie on a time crunch? Then check out my new daily podcast, This Day in Crime, where my co-hosts and I bring you up to speed on the day's top crime headlines that you may have missed during your busy day. Search This Day in Crime in your podcast app to follow the show.